back once again with the ill behavior brother and sister oh i like that so it's been a hot minute since we've come to you via the medium of podcasts we've had a couple of radio shows shout out 1020 thank you very much 1020 but don't worry for all you big podcast heads if you just love scrolling on spotify listening to us chat we've still got content coming out it's just really taking its time it's been churned out slow and the reason being i think we haven't put one out since before summer i think is that right because it was hot girl summer i was busy you were busy yeah we were out living we our were busy exactly we had a lot on and this the podcast side of things got sidetracked and as i just said we also had a radio show so we've had two episodes out of that so we've had to think about that because we've been given a deadline for that he's trying to think of excuses but we actually don't really have any well we do we've been busy there's a lot we've had a lot on <laughs> yeah two a live stream and two radio shows and summer and summer which i had i mean i've mentioned it many times but i had something every weekend anyway the point is we have been sitting on this episode it's been ready to go for a little while but we just felt like we needed to get back in our makeshift studio aka my bedroom in bristol your bedroom in amsterdam um she lives in amsterdam i don't know if she's mentioned that and talk about dialed in festival which we were at on saturday oh my god so i haven't been back to the uk since christmas and lo and behold what are the odds the one weekend i'm in london what else is on dialed in aka the most anticipated festival between me and yusuf and the rest of the world organized by daytimers jello and no id london and oh my god we had it we had a good time had an absolute ball and it was actually, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't planning on going because I thought, you know what, I've just done so much. I am knackered. I need a weekend off. And then I bought a ticket last minute. Even though I bought a ticket, I was like, I'm just going to buy it for the culture, support them, but I might not drive up to London. And then I thought, no, you know what, I'm going to go. And honestly, I had such a good time way better than a lot of the stuff I went to this summer. It was just from the moment we got there, from the moment we left, it was just back to back, great vibes, great energy. I loved it. Bring on the next one. It was honestly the festival that I've been waiting my whole life for. The crowd was amazing. I think the thing I loved, okay, obviously I loved the whole thing, but the crowd was just incredible. Being in such like, a mix of people. Everyone was just like there for the music, there for the DJs. It's not one of those festivals where you just kind of like, oh yeah, um, I'm just going to buy a ticket to All Point C's because what, I don't know, for the sake of it. But this one, everyone was here for the cause. We all knew the music that was coming up. We all were fans of the DJs. Everyone was just so into it and so excited. And, you know, me and Yusuf haven't seen each other for a long time. We are two siblings reunited and reunited at a south asian festival yeah i feel like people tend to hold back a little bit on dance floors and at festivals because i don't know if it's just about looking cool that's that's kind of what it's become with instagram and the rest of it but people just were going for it and you could see that like the crowd were just loving it they were so involved and the atmosphere even from when we got there at like three four o'clock in the afternoon was just like it was just, it was just pure it was vibes. Point. It was pure yeah, it was. vibes. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 was because I went into this festival kind of guaranteeing for myself that I'd meet my future husband. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think that happened. I actually am pretty sure that didn't happen. So uh, apart from that, dialed in, you're amazing. Yeah, you were great. And when it comes to the next one, maybe you should do like a speed dating event for people like myself and Sophia. <laughs> yeah, it's necessary. I said by Jotty because I saw that I see on her Instagram she's doing like a sort of. You seen that on her Instagram stories? She's like, she's like highlighting specific people I think you get in touch and she's saying they're into this they're into that give them a DM if you oh, like it. I also saw Diet Parata did a similar thing and I was actually yeah me please um, also what I would like to say about just having the best day is we've been doing this podcast for a little while now well most of 2021 we've been following all of these different DJs musicians journeys and then to speak to them over Zoom research everything they're doing just be really up to date of the scenes and then be at the event and see all these people in real life i fangirled a lot of them seeing the be heroic bar i was like oh my god i'm your biggest fan blah 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 i love what you're doing with mix my currently <laughs> and also of course you know seeing i had a dream being able to meet him in real life that was really exciting the guys we had from daytimers on 10 20 marissa malik everyone yeah, shout out everyone that you just mentioned. It was great to see them all doing their thing, as well as like the whole lineup. We saw. I mean, we we miss. We, no, no, we didn't have tickets to the after party, did we? Because no, sadly, I thought maybe they'd just slip us some on the sly. And yeah. uh, no, it actually looks so lit. So they had sub subtract as a special guest. They had Skrillex, and I had I had played back to back. There was a lot going on. So yeah, I feel like. It was the start of something. It's it's been the culmination of, you know, the last year talking about this kind of stuff. But I also feel like it's also the starting point in a weird way. So yeah, long may it continue. Get me involved. Let me smash up that D floor for God's sake. Oh, for God's sake. Also, yeah, get us on the lineup and <laughs> get some speed dating involved. I can't wait the whole shebang I feel like yeah we just caught the representation at a good time it was just when all of these way more professional platforms started really kicking off and we were just like hey this is a good timing for us to chat about what they're doing but yeah we were just really excited we had the best weekend I'm actually still feeling a little bit ropey from it um but we just were so excited to chat about being in that space being with all those people listening to that music being back on the d floor uh but now we can slide back into the episode we had planned for you guys. Yeah, let's just jump straight into the episode that we had recorded for a little while now, all about the South Asian punk scene. Thanks for listening. Stick around for more content. <laughs> Sounds so exasperated. Uh, stick around. Here we are again. It's been a hot second. This is probably the longest hiatus we've ever had between episodes. Hopefully no one noticed. Yeah. I'm sure all six of our listeners must be super excited to hear that we are back, baby. We are back. And it's not like we've not been doing anything. We've been super busy. You, what, have we, what have we spent the past six weeks doing, if not recording this? <laughs> we only hosted one of the latest live streams going in recent times. Shout out DJ Mag, by the way, on the write-up. Shout out Shadow for doing it in collaboration with us shout out to our amazing djs everyone who donated we raised over a grand what charity was it for do you want to just let the people know yep so we did it for medical aid for palestinians something that we you know feel very strongly about have been um thanks to all of the marches our parents made us go on growing up but um 
Yep. Given what's been going on in recent times, we wanted to use this platform to do what we do best, aka <laughs> I did an awful mix, uh, but other great DJs on and um, raise money for a really, 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 really important cause. So thank you so much, everyone, for donating. Um, all of your money is going to go to providing health to Palestinian people on the ground. So mental health, physical health um, to those who need it most. Have you been doing any DJing since that awful mix? Oh my God, let's not talk about it. Yeah, I actually did a bit. That was my debut, everyone. And it didn't go as bad as it could have. Do you know what? I actually had a couple of people message saying she did really well and they don't know you. So the girl did good. The girl did good. Um, I actually, on the subject of terrible DJ sets, probably did the worst, one of the worst DJ sets in my, that I can remember the this week. And I'm not proud of it. Um, it was the first one that I've done in a, well, to actual live people in a room. It wasn't in a club or anything, but kind of like a little house party that we had. And I was just so out of practice. I basically ended up just playing Justin Bieber's Sorry about six times over the course of the three hours. <laughs> That's a sign of a good time. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Don't know what to do. It was a good time. And it was just because I just, I couldn't, I was using someone else's thing. This is really boring. I was using someone else's thing and I just couldn't remember what all the song, all my songs were because I just had, I'm so disorganized. Did it just go between Sorry and One Kiss, B to B, those two? Back and forth. <laughs> I didn't I didn't actually play one kiss, but it was actually sorry. And the other one is Mist and Burner Boy called track called Rolling, which is a, I mean it's a summer banger. So TBH, if I did go to a club and there was a room just playing those two songs on repeat, I'd be in that room. I'd be there till six AM. That was that was great. We're doing some stuff. Um and also we got a shout out from the Spotify UK page. So I think that's maybe why we were like, let's quit while we're ahead. We don't need to do any more episodes. Yeah, let's just, let's go on a little semi, semi-retirement. Um, you know, you know, it's just great to see because actually I just want to say that it seems like this wave of South Asian people getting out there and doing hella bits is seeing a bit of a marked uptick. The thing that comes to mind, well, obviously now we're seeing a lot more South Asian DJs on lineups, which is great to see. Um, and also we've got our own festival by we, I mean, you and me aren't involved in any way, shape or form, maybe next year guys, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really oh. great to see a whole festival of South Asian people talking, DJing, showing their art. Um, it's great to see, you know, maybe shout us for the next one. We I'm sure we'll make time. I'm boycotting it. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> No, obviously, big up the daytimers. I had a dream. Episode one guest, he'll be there. Uh, actually, probably most people we've spoken to. Literally everyone <laughs> except you and me are on the lineup. <laughs> 2022, baby, it's our year. It's our year, baby. We move. Hashtag, we move. <laughs> anyway, seeing as we're avoiding all those normal people, staying clear of the underground music, we thought we'd take a bit of a turn and look at south asian representation not in underground uk scenes but what's this punk music well yeah i mean that is an underground scene specifically we mean not a dance the dance the underground the dance music scene yeah sorry another underground but neither of us know anything about we're not involved in any way but we thought let's swerve try something new um 
And you know what inspired this was that new Channel 4 programme, We Are Lady Parts, the all-Muslim female punk band. And I thought, let's let's look into this. I Yusuf hasn't watched any of it. I watched the first episode and it was a bit of all right. I'd recommend to anyone. Where can you find it? Channel 4. But uh, if you don't live in the UK, it's quite hard to access, unfortunately, me being over in the Netherlands. I spoke to somebody called Naz, who is really cool. They've been really involved in the punk scene in London. They also have a zine which is called Weirdo. And that is essentially a platform for South Asian people who identify with punk goth culture. And on that note, very quickly, when I was in year six, 10, 11, 12, I really wanted to identify with the goth culture. Yeah, he had a chain. Uh, well, yeah, I had a chain. Um, but what I really, <laughs> what I really wanted was the the dog collar, just like the spiked. Dog collar. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, because there was one guy in our school, Ned, who somehow was allowed to do it, obviously because he was white. So he just, you know, could do whatever he wanted. But um, I really wanted it, and obviously wasn't allowed. And one of our aunties, still to this day, just reminds me of the time where I said. Uh, when I was like at some family gathering, I was like, I'm a goth. It's like, no, you're not, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's Naz telling us why South Asian people aren't traditionally seen in punk spaces. Hey, I'm Naz. Um, I'm a musician, model, and zine creator. Um, I've been creating music for well over 10 years now and currently as part of a grunge folk duo called Nathan to Ella. We just released our second EP called Dehumanize, which focuses on many socio-political issues currently affecting people within our generation. I'm also the founder of Weirdo Zine, which is a zine by and for South Asian people who identify with sub- subcultures derived from punk. That includes punk itself um, and, and any other subculture. Um, I think there are many reasons why South Asian people aren't traditionally seen in the punk scene and spaces. It can be related to families. So, for example, families not letting or parents not letting their children out in the evenings to go to gigs and things. And also, I guess, the general feeling of being unwelcome sometimes. A lot of alternative or punk spaces can feel very white centric and that can make you feel like you're unwelcome and I think that can put certain people off but when I did the first issue of Weirdo one of the things that we were looking at is sort of identity and community within these subcultures and one of the main things that people were saying was that their parents first of all not like not liking them to go out and then just generally feeling unwelcome in those spaces. Right. And let's go back to Naz, who's going to tell us why it was so important to create Weirdo Zine and a platform for South Asian people who identify with the punk culture. Weirdo Zine is a project that I sort of set myself to see how many alternative South Asian people I could find. So pretty much anyone who identifies with punk or subcultures derived from punk. So for example, goth, um, grunge, etc. And I just wanted to see if there were other people, how many other people out there are into the same stuff as me, because I kind of grew up being friends with people who weren't into the same things. And those who were into the same type of music or fashion tended to be, were usually white. And I think that that's the case for a lot of people of colour in general. But I think especially South Asian people in the sense that 
when you see South Asian specific spaces, they're often sort of R&B or like hip hop, um, but never sort of the rock scene. And I feel like, for example, the black community, they have um, Afropunk, for example, which is where, uh, even though that's um, US based, there is Afropunk where um, black people who are into the alternative scene or, or punk can go to that space and that festival and meet people who are interested in the same things. And I guess I wanted to create a sort of South Asian version of that. And yeah, it's been really actually interesting and amazing meeting so many people and realizing there's actually a lot of people, even just based in London, who I could now sort of hang out with. Weirdo is primarily a zine and website at the moment. So we have an Instagram account where we sort of promote at the moment, mostly musicians. Um, and interviews that we do with people on the scene, but it's also a print and digital zine. So we have one issue out, which was published literally during the pandemic, right at the beginning. I think it was in yeah March, just when the first lockdown happened. And I'm now currently working on the second issue, which focuses on the music scene. So I've been speaking to people who are both quite prominent in the alternative scene. So I've interviewed um, Ian Dessau from Billy Talent. If you don't know that band, please go and check them out. They're very well known on the sort of alternative scene to artists who are more on the underground scene. So people like Nadia Javid um, from the Tuts. And it's been really exciting just hearing their, and inspiring for me as a musician as well, hearing their experiences um, navigating the music scene and the punk scene, um, an alternative scene as South Asian people. It's, it's interesting to see, uh, to hear sort of people's different perspectives. Here's Naz again on her intro into the punk scene. Um, so my introduction into the punk scene, in terms of the strictest definition of punk, is sort of quite loud music. I'd say it happened actually quite recently, um, probably in the past, I want to say three years, um, through discovering festivals like Decolonize Fest in London, and also a group called Loud Women. Um, so these are groups were sort of on the London DIY feminist punk music scene, which is pretty incredible. And I'm so grateful to have discovered it. When people say that, so uh, often you find people from sort of old generations saying that these sort of subcultures and scenes don't exist anymore, but actually you find that they, they really do still exist if you go out looking for them. And a lot of these groups were already in existence for years before I discovered them. And I'm just sad that I didn't discover it sooner. So some South Asian punk or indie bands that have been leading the way. In terms of an old band, um, I'd say Alien Culture, who are a Pakistani Muslim band um, who were based in the UK. They were inspired by the anti-Nazi League and Rock Against Racism movements to create their band. In terms of bands today. One band that I'd recommend is the Kaminas, who are Pakistani-American. They're very, very good. They have a song called Pigs Are Haram, um, which you should listen to. It's also The Tuts, which is fronted by Nadia Javid. And then there's Shilpare, who blends many genres, but her essence is punk through and through. 
And if you want to discover more, definitely check out our website, weirdozine.com, because we have so, so many musicians listed on there um, who are of South Asian descent and also have our next issue coming out, which focuses on South Asian people on the alternative music scene. As I mentioned, I obviously faced a lot of resistance when I wanted to be a goth for a day. Who knows where I could be now? But we're going to listen to somebody who's actually in the punk scene, which is Naz, talking about any resistance from her family. Whether I've experienced any resistance from my family in bringing sort of the South Asian and punk identities together. Probably, I think my family don't actually get it. So when I explained sort of weirdo zine to them, they were like, oh, that sounds interesting. Cool, go and do your thing. But they didn't really understand why it was important to me. They're still supportive, but they don't really get why it's a thing. But also, I think both of my parents were never sort of into sort of subcultures in the same way that I am today. Generally, they have actually been as supportive as they can be. They haven't told me not to do it. So I'm grateful for that, at least. I do think that within the South Asian community, there is assumptions made. I know that when I was growing up, I'd have my own family members call me, you know, weird, which is also partly why my zine is called Weirdo you know, call me weird for being into the stuff that I was into and didn't quite understand. A lot of my family either grew up in East or West London. And I feel that like in the different parts of London that you grow up in, the community and the culture is actually quite different. And that sort of influenced what they were into. In terms of whether there's been any resistance from people within the punk scene thinking that South Asian identities and punk identities can't coexist, I think today people are a lot more welcoming than they were before. And I also think that, you know, weirdo, like the existence of weirdo shows that actually they can coexist as well, right? If I could have created the scene and no one be interested in it at all and not find anyone to interview, um, not find anyone who wanted to contribute to the zine um, but they did and more people have been finding it more people have been getting in touch and wanting to be part of it um, I think it really is the case of all of us not realizing that there's more of us out there um, and I think now that we found each other and I guess as far as I'm aware Weirdo Zine is the only um, sort of platform doing this but documenting that we do exist and hopefully one day we'll have um, in a post-COVID world, have some events um, to showcase some of the amazing work that people are doing um, and contributing to the punk scene. Okay, well, there we have it. Just a quick roundup there on a scene that me, neither me nor Sophia know anything about. Um, thank you so much to Naz for filling us in on that super interesting stuff. If you want to find out more, go find it on the Weirdo Zine. Uh, go check out her band. And, you know, now that we can, go to some gigs. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't go see some DJ playing Sorry seven times over two hours because there's more to life. Yep. Thank you so much, Naz. That's the end of episode five. Quick and easy. And that's all we've got for you. So that was Sophia and Yusuf. We're tapping out.